Blog Talk Radio. Uh, thank you for tuning in to the Ken Reedy Show. Um, that was a moment of silence uh, in memory of the victims, uh, the tragedy that occurred in Newton, Connecticut. Um, our best thoughts go out to all the victims in uh, Newton, Connecticut. A just incredibly horrible event that occurred on Friday. Um, just to say a few words, uh you know, right now, a lot of people are talking. A lot of people have their opinions. Um, I think it's important, uh, at least, to realize that we've reached we reached an era in our country where we have found that we're not safe on the streets, in the mall, and in our schools. And unfortunately, our most innocent found out that they're not safe in a kindergarten classroom. When you think about what those children must have endured that day and what the families are going through, um, it's really just too much to bear. And it's incredibly difficult seeing the images, uh, hearing the stories. Um, it is a very dark day in our country's history. Um, thoughts of piles of unopened Christmas presents uh, will serve as a painful reminder for uh, these families uh, and I just can't fathom what they're going through but I do think it's important for us to remember that this is not a time for division and it's not a time for politicizing what has happened this is a time for unity. It's a time for us to throw our support and our thoughts towards Newton, Newtown, Connecticut. And it's a time for change. And I don't know what that change is, and I don't know how to do it, but status quo is not good enough anymore. Our society continues to produce a generation of disenfranchised youth with have way too easy an access to firearms and unfortunately see violence as the only answer. Now I'm not here to tell you what the answer is and I'm not getting on a soapbox, but we have to have the conversation. Is the answer gun control, better counseling, recognition of at-risk youth, regulation of images and video games. I don't know. I don't know what to do, but it's time for us to change. It's time for our leaders to reach across the aisle and begin to pave the way for a positive change. These events that, that occurred in Newtown are, are just unspeakable. We've come face to face with an evil unlike anything 
I can remember ever being a part of or, or hearing about. It's it, it's just truly uh, the most tragic thing I've ever heard. Um, and right now, we are all Newton, Connecticut. But what's most important, as we move forward as a country and as human beings, as our leaders get up on their soapboxes now and people want to poke the finger, point the finger and say, you're wrong, you're wrong, I'm right, this is the way, what I beg right now, please, from our leaders... that Charlotte Bacon, Daniel Barden, Rachel DeVino, Olivia Engel, Josephine Gay, Anna Marquez Green, Dylan Hockley, Dawn Hawksprung, Madeline Sue, Catherine Hubbard, Chase Kowalski, Jesse Lewis, James Mattioli, Grace McDonald, Anne-Marie Murphy, Emily Parker, Jack Pinto, Noah Posner, Caroline Privity, Jessica Rakos, Avil Richmond, Lauren Rousseau, Mary Sherlock, Victoria Soto, Benjamin Wheeler, and Allison Wyatt. What I ask of you is please make sure that these people did not die in vain. Please exercise real change because I don't want to see this again, and it's happened way too often in the recent history of this country. And, uh, you know, it's it's tough to, to get on and, and try and do a show, and we're going to try and go through it. Um, as always, my, my partner is on the line, and uh, um, as close to home as this hits... Uh, Dave is, is living in Connecticut, and uh, Dave, why don't you say a few words? Yeah, um, first of all, you know, I couldn't, it's tough to follow what you had to say, um, but putting this in my own words, um, as I sit here watching some of the coverage on the television, um, which is pretty hard to watch, but at the same time, it's also hard to not walk you know, to walk away from it because it's all over the place. Um, you said close to home. I I, I'm, I live 45 minutes for for the viewers out there. I live 45 minutes away from Newtown. Um, I've been to Newtown before. Um, Newtown is a um, is, a, is a small town like 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 they've said on on the, the telecasts over the past few days. And um, I, I once dated a girl there, and I've you know some of the some of the the, the shots they show of the town itself. I've been to certain places, you know, some of the stores and um, the high school at one point. Um, and you, you do feel that like small town America feeling when you're there. Um, everybody knows who you are. Everybody knows everyone's business, whether it's good or bad. Um, community's close. Um, and, uh, you know, I don't have any personal um, attachment towards this uh, situation. Um, you know, my heart breaks like everyone else. Um, 
you know, Ken, you have two young nieces around that age. I have two uh, younger cousins that go to elementary school in that in that ballpark of uh, of, of age, and um, you know that's the first thought that came to mind when all this happened. Um, a lot of people said this is Newtown. You never thought this would happen. Fortunately, this could happen anywhere. Um, but there's one thing I do want to say to the people of the community in Newtown that. You, you obviously know that during this time of grief that there are millions of people around the world, including myself, that are here for you in any way possible. Just thinking of you, praying for you, and hoping that you can get through the day, as difficult as it may seem, that's what we're all doing here. Um, second and foremost, to the parents of those children, um, I can't fathom or imagine what's going through your head right now because I don't have children and I don't have the, that, that feeling of protection and security like you have for your children. So I can't sympathize with you, but I, I want, if, if you listen to this show, if you know who we are, we want you to know, I want you to know that I'm thinking of you and, and all the time and, and every minute of the day since this has taken place. To parents out there now, the only thing I ask of you is hold your children tight. Don't let them go. Hug them, kiss them, tell them how much you love them. Because unfortunately, for the 20 children and even for the six adults that were taken from this world, tomorrow is not a promise. And to the entire Newtown community, my thoughts and prayers are with each and every one of you. And I'm not going to get on a soapbox, and I'm not going to come out here, and I don't have an agenda. But to people in the media, please let these people grieve. Give them their time. I understand that you have a job to do, but your job is not more important than the, than the grieving process that these people need to go through, that an entire community needs to grow through. So please, just give them that time. And I hope that the people who are listening to this show tonight are regular listeners, some new listeners, maybe even some residents in the Newtown area. I hope that we can give you two hours of fun-filled wrestling talk and entertainment to possibly distract your your, your thoughts from this whole tragic mess that occurred Friday morning. And that's all I really have to say. Agreed. I mean, it's tough. And, and we had our, our pre-show meetings, uh, you know, and it's like, how, how do we talk wrestling? And, uh, you know, we, we get pretty passionate at times on the show and, and, you know, we're big fans and it just, you know, coming out of Friday, it's how, how do we, how do we do this? And, uh, you know, Dave uh, hit the nail on the head. We're all going through it. Um, you know, not going to obviously not as bad as if you're from Newton, um, but you know, this is punch this country in the gut, and you know, maybe for two hours we can give you an escape. Maybe for the next two hours we can 
I don't know, close our eyes and, and go into that imaginary world of pro wrestling and, and we'll talk storylines and heels and faces and, you know, who's great and who's not worth it and who's getting put over and, you know, maybe we can forget for a couple hours. So uh, we're going to do our best here to uh, make this as fun a show as possible. Uh, we're doing our best here. Um, it's tough. You know, we, we talked before and it was... You know, how do we do this? Um, you know, and there's no easy way to go into this. So we're going to we're gonna do our best. Um, you know, but look, we are leaving. The phone lines are open. Obviously, the number to call, 347-838-9815. And you know what? It's, it's a wrestling show. But if you need to call in and you want to use this as a sounding board, you want to talk about what happened on Friday, uh, you need, by all means, you know, feel free to call and, and talk about that. Um, we're not going to cut you off and say we got to talk wrestling. Uh, this is kind of an unusual show. So we are here for anyone who just wants to talk. Give us a call. Um, but we're going to try and get into the wrestling talk now. And it, it's it's wild because, like, when, when you have something like this happen, um, it, it's almost... Like you, you change as a person, and there, there's your life pre-tragedy and, and post-tragedy. You know, the closest thing I can think of to, to something like this was 9/11, and I always look back and think, you know, really the person I was pre-9/11 is much different than the person I am post-9/11, and it's really, it was weird, you know, and really tough to kind of come up with what we're going to do tonight because I was like going back and looking at some of the stuff from Raw and th and it was like Raw happened pre all this. It just didn't, it, it, it seemed surreal. It just seemed like it Raw didn't even happen and, and going back and, and trying to think about, oh yeah, you know, that was, you know, when the world may have been a little bit better place and, and, so it was unusual having to go back and, and try to, you know, make heads or tails of Monday Night Raw and uh, kind of put everything in perspective. But, uh, you know, we're, we're going to try and do that tonight. So um, let, let's try and have some fun here tonight. Uh, we're here for, you know, a little less than two hours. So let's have a good time. Um, I'm actually going to head over to the Facebook page to start things off. Um Actually, scratch that for a second there. I just want to let everyone know that if you go to our website, we're still doing our year-end awards. Um, unusually enough, I shouldn't say unusually enough, but uh, Ace and Age was kind of running away with it uh, for uh, best storyline of the year. So if you go to the uh we're going to have breakout performer of the year. Um, I think I think uh, one guy, um, I think uh, one Mr. Ryback maybe. uh you know, have that on lockdown, but who knows? Who knows with what our fans, uh, you know, want to vote for and what they're thinking. So, uh, you know, we got some new faces on there. I think Sandow is nominated, Ziggler. So, uh, and of course, Ryback is on there. So check out the website for our year-end awards. And now let's go over to Facebook because I thought it'd be neat to start off with uh, the grading of, of Monday Night Raw. And obviously, uh, Raw is... Uh, you know, before pay-per-view, we're trying to put over TLC, which is happening tonight. Uh, kind of a mixed bag. Uh, Michelle Digi, our producer, gave it a B. Entertaining with a kick-ass ending. Good stuff. 
friend Nikki, Nikki Lee Weist, gave it an A minus. It's pretty good tonight. Uh, you had given it a B, Dave, and Christmas Miracle. Dank agreed with you. <laughs> yeah, we don't agree on much, but uh, he uh, he saw the light for one time, maybe one time only. No, like you, and I'm not going to read all of it, but uh, Full Circle Radio Reloaded gave it an F, and uh, just go to the Facebook page and read because they, they gave us a long dissertation on um, everything that they didn't like on on Monday Night Raw. Um, Tony, our blogger man, solid show. Kofi Cesaro was great, and I love the brawl at the end. Uh, our friend Pat Crowley, I, interesting point he made here. Uh, he said, I was at the show and realized that all the fans uh, all the fans do is pop for interviews, cheer entrances, and finishes. Most could care about the wrestling. The fans stunk. He said the show was about a beat. For a live show. And interesting, KJ Len uh, sent us, he said, he's thinking The Miz could be the next Piper if the WWE does this right. And holy that's sacrilege. <laughs> yeah. I agree with KJ, but uh, the next Piper might be uh, pushing it a bit. Because actually, I was watching I was watching Miz TV, and, and everyone knows, you know, check us out on uh, Cheap Plug Time. Check us out on... Friday nights at uh, eleven o'clock, NWA on fire. I, I'm doing a, uh, you know, the commentary on the NWA broadcast. Um, but I will tell you that I, I emailed, actually I texted our uh, Mario Savoli Jr. as I was watching that, and I said, please give me my own talk show because I know I could be better than Miz. So, uh, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I wasn't crazy about the Miz and his Miz TV. Um, it's hit or miss to me. Sometimes he pulls it off, sometimes he doesn't. But uh, I think everyone thought it was a decent show, aside from uh, our radio people. Uh, you know, the Full Circle Radio Reloaded. Um, Dave, what did you think of Monday Night Raw this week? I thought there was good hype. Um, New Jersey crowd was pretty good. Um, I mean, I, I like the ending with the big melee. Um Full Circle Reloaded, if I can quote them, um, correct me if I'm wrong, but they said that they, the last segment they tried to jam 10 pounds of shit into a 5-pound bag. Um, I don't necessarily agree. Excuse my language. Um, I, wasn't I, don't, quote, by the way. I don't necessarily agree with it, but, um, you know, teach their own. Everyone has a right to their opinion. I don't knock anybody for their opinion. I will disagree with that opinion and state why I feel it's differently, but overall I thought the hype was good. I liked how it, it little I like little things in wrestling. There's, there's little things that stand out for me, and one of the little things that stood out for me was the fact that you know it's a themed pay-per-view, tables, ladders, and chairs. There will be several matches that have tables, ladders, and chairs involved, and on both Raw and SmackDown this week, they had tables and ladders and chairs all set up around the staging and ringside area um, to, to get you hyped up for the pay-per-view, which I thought was, which, which I thought was a nice touch to remind you somewhat of the danger of those matches and maybe even the importance of some of the matches like the, the John Cena, Dolph Ziggler ladder match for the money in the bank briefcase. So, um, 
I, I like little stuff like that. Um, I, I do agree with Tony, um, our blog guy. I thought Cesaro and Kofi was great. Um, I think that could be one of the better mid-card rivalries going forward. Um, they both put on great matches, and I'm just a big Antonio Cesaro fan. Um, I didn't see a whole lot of his work in Ring of Honor because I don't get Ring of Honor, and I don't have the patience to sit in front of a computer <laughs> and watch Ring of Honor, unfortunately. And no disrespect to any Ring of Honor fans out there. It's just not my thing. Um, but I've watched some of his stuff going back, and I'm like, looking at him now, I'm like, he hasn't even reached the peak of his potential whatsoever. This guy, in my opinion, his in-ring work, his mic work, you know, overall, I, I could see Antonio Cesaro being a future main eventer, possibly a world heavyweight champion at some point down the line in his WWE career. Um, and if that if that were to come to fruition someday, I can look back and say that the Monday night match with Kofi was one of those points where I thought to myself, boom, this guy, you know, he's he, he's there. That's what, that's the reason why. Overall, good show. The melee was good. I liked how the Shield got involved in John Cena's business. Um, you know, they they talk about injustices over just about anybody um, that's a baby face. So I, I, I liked that they switched it up a little bit instead of just going straight after Ryback. And, of course, when Ryback came out, everyone popped. Um, so it was good. And overall, I just liked the show. I, I, I thought it was a fun show, and I couldn't find anything really wrong with it. I agree. I, I thought it was a decent show. I mean, it, it wasn't. I love, you know, again the uh, you know, ten pounds of poop in a five pound bag. Uh, I, I love that stuff at the end. I enjoyed the melee. In fact, the only, if I had any criticism, the melee was going on. I thought Raw, like I, if I'm remembering correctly, I feel like Raw went off the air at like five five after, where they've gone longer, and all of a sudden them they just faded out. I wanted to see more of the melee, so. Um, but I, I love that stuff. I, I think that's great. Um, you know, we always have, say always, but usually we have that, you know, big melee where the whole ring is filled with everybody before the Royal Rumble to put over the Rumble match. Um, you know, I kind of like that. I didn't expect a big melee at the end, and, and we got it. You know, and it's one in TLC. One isn't one of the the four biggies, and uh, I, you know, I thought they did a good job with it. I agree with you. You know, I think right now. When you look at the WWE, Cesaro is a star in the making, and what they're finally doing, and and you hope that there's a, a shift um, in in the way they do things. Um, what I like with Cesaro, and I like with Kofi, I'm a big Kofi fan, and I'm becoming a bigger fan of his, and I hope that you know he has a decent IC run. I mean, it might be tough uh, going forward, you know, beating Wade Barrett, but. I think they have done such a good job at, at making Kofi a real bona fide mid card star, and we've said it a zillion times on this show. You know, being mid card should not be a dirty word, and uh, he is tremendous. I mean, I you know, nine chance out of ten, it doesn't matter who it's against, but you sit and watch a Kofi match, and it's going to be entertaining. You know, he's not going to change the world. He's not going to put the wrestling landscape, uh, you know, on its ass, but he. He is who he is. You know, he's a smaller guy. He's a high flyer. He gets a tremendous amount of height. And I always find Kofi matches entertaining. So uh, I love what they're doing with Kofi right now. Cesaro, I agree with you. Cesaro is one of those guys that um, I do see him uh, moving up in, in the ranks and potentially being a main event type of guy. Um, but they're building him in, in an old school kind of way, which I'm really 
liking right now that they're you know building him like no, he's a strong US champ. Let's make him a strong US champ for a little while. And then hopefully, you know, maybe he moves into either the world championship picture or uh you know the WWE title picture or maybe he just, you know, enters into you know, he loses the belt but enters into a, a non-title rivalry with one of the uh the bigger stars in the company. Um but I think, you know, a lot of times we've seen guys that were just thrust into that main event picture way too early, uh, Jack Swagger. And then, you know, what do you do with them? <laughs> and, you know, I just, I like what they're doing. Like, build Cesaro slowly. You know, you don't need to throw him into that main event right away. I would love to see Cesaro right now, especially as obnoxious as he is. Um, you know, his thing with the U.S. title and, and being a foreigner with the, quote, U.S. title. Um, I would love for him to, to become, you know, arguably or at least one of the greatest U.S. champs ever. Like, let's use him to put over that belt a little more. Um, you know, I couldn't, you know, we talked a little bit about it last week. And, and again, you know, those belts mean something. And we're we're going into a pay-per-view. Mark it down. We're going into a pay-per-view. And we care about the IC title match and the U.S. title match. That's awesome. I mean, that to me is is the WWE moving in the right direction. Um, and you got one guy who's an up-and-coming star and one guy who is a, a mid-car star. Uh, I think it's great what they're doing with the two of them. And you know what? If they keep it up, if Kofi winds up retaining and he keeps the title for a while with the way they're building things, you know what? I would not necessarily be opposed to a Kofi-Cesaro rivalry leading into a unification match. Uh, that could be something interesting. Um, again, it's wrestling. You could unify the two belts, and then a couple years down the road, you can bring a belt back. Uh, who knows what they could do. But, you know, I wouldn't necessarily be opposed to going forward and moving into WrestleMania if they make the two titles matter. Uh, you know, in a mid-card match where you have Kofi versus Cesaro for the unification of those two belts, that could be interesting. I like what they're doing right now, and I liked. I thought Raw was good. Good hype all around, good hype for the mid-card, good hype for the main events. Uh, I thought they did a good job. Um, so, you know, I guess everyone was kind of uh, along the same lines except for... Uh, you know, our, our radio friends, the, the full, uh, so many names in the, the, the full circle radio reloaded. Uh, they thought it was an F, but everyone else was kind of, uh, you know, B and up. So uh, it was good. Interesting, though, I thought, and I, I'd like to get your take on it, Dave. Uh, Pat Crowley, when he said, you know, people are popping for interviews, uh, entrances, and finishes, and like the, the matches are um, not mattering. Um Interesting. I, I could see that being the case, but is that one of those things where, uh, you know, almost the WWE is a, is a victim of their own philosophy? I mean, they've, they've made all that other stuff matter so much that, you know, have we reached a point outside of, you know, for us hardcore fans that the matches are becoming almost secondary? I think it's a combination of the fact that the wrestling business has changed and, uh, you know, they're, they're, the main, the the I wouldn't say the core fans, but most of the fans um, are conditioned to those things as opposed to seeing a regular wrestling match. Um, I mean, just for example, I'll, I'll state it 
briefly, but um, I used to work with a guy. Um, he's in his 50s, and his son, I believe, was, uh, you know, like 9 or 10 or ten or 11 years old, just started getting into wrestling. And he mentioned that, you know, a mat, like a like a three-minute match was too short on TV, you know. And I used to watch matches, you know, we both did. Most fans that listen to our show used to watch matches that were 10, 12, 13 minutes on TV. And those are all the matches. So times are times are changing, um, and they have changed for quite a while. And that's just an example that, you know, Pat Crowley does bring up a good point. You know, people do pop for the interviews. Somebody interrupts a, a, the interview, they pop for the entrance and the finish. And But, you know, there's those rare occasions, at least when you know when you're watching now, that there will be like, a, you know, a, like, for instance, when Kofi and Cesaro wrestled a few weeks ago, I believe. I think they wrestled or two weeks ago, yeah. And they had a great match, and the people were – we're, we're, we're popping for, you know, the false finishes in the matches and some of the moves and, you know, overall just, uh, you know, um, the, the the match itself. I think it also depends on the town, too, where you are. You know, you go to some towns, they're not re- real big wrestling towns. But if you go to, you know, New York City, Madison Square Garden, you know, they're popping for everything. You know, they're booing for everything. You know, th- th- that's a wrestling town. Um, I don't remember. Where were they Monday night? Do you remember at all? Uh, Monday night again. Well, I'm having trouble remembering uh, the, the week. Newark, Weren't they in Newark? Newark? Yeah, yeah Newark. they were Newark. Yeah, Newark, New Jersey. And I mean, New Jersey for the most part has been a, 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 a solid wrestling community in like East Rutherford. Um, and uh, but I mean, it's just I don't know. It's just I think it's just today's fans. That's just how it is. What's what they're conditioned to, what they're watching, you know. And I think WWE and wrestling as a whole is responsible for that. Personally, I think what the you know it's the pay-per-view matches that the that is what the the fans that go to the TV shows are what they're really interested in because it's the pay-per-view where the supposed payoff or beginning of a new feud takes place and the matches is where the concrete story is really going to take place. You're just getting the build-up from television. I mean that's obviously wrestling booking 101 nowadays. Yeah, it's a, you know, I guess when you talk about wrestling fans, I mean, you know, to make the matches matter, it's it's you know, you almost have to re recondition. Um, you know, I think some wrestling. I mean, it's tough because you you do stuff. I mean, you know, they they've made it more kid oriented, and and families want to go to these events, and when families are going, you know, you got eight to eleven o'clock. I bet most kids that are going to go to this are probably like. You know, even when they go live, they're probably falling asleep uh, towards towards the end of the event. Um, you know, they want to see their guys talk. Uh, you know, and, and we've talked about it. You know, a lot of these matches, you know, we, we watch things, and this is probably part of the problem. When you watch a lot of these matches, depending on the commentating, and I love what, what JR is, is bringing, is, um, not JR, what... Um, JBL? Uh, JBL, thank you, Jesus. Uh, JBL is bringing to the table, calling matches. Um, I loved what Jr. did, uh, but we've talked about. I mean, there's a, you know, when you're watching a wrestling telecast, and, and I remember as a kid, you know, wrestling, and and I knew aside from finishers, I knew what moves were. You know, I knew what a hip toss was, what a figure four leg lock was. I, I knew an arm bar, a reverse chin lock. You know, you saw those things because. When you watched it, the commentators were saying that. Um, in in essence, they've made the matches secondary because they are conditioning, especially young fans, to think that. 
When you're watching a match and, and not to pick on him because I think he's done a, a an admirable job as of late, but when you, when you're watching a show and you're watching, uh, you know, Michael Cole and there's a match in the ring and Michael Cole is saying, you know, this week at TLC, you, know, you just wait. What is the Shield gonna? And there's two guys in the ring, you know, busting their asses, and the commentator is not even bothering calling the action in the ring, and and that's happened. You know, more often than not, over the years, as of late. So if you're, I mean, just put yourself in, you know, this this the shoes of a young wrestling fan. I mean, say you're a wrestling fan that that starts, you know, watching wrestling. What say like six years old, five six years old, you know, and you started watching in the in the early two thousands. So now you're, you're, you know, you're going ten ten years. I mean. You're like 16. You never. You have no idea like what what the holds are, and you've just been conditioned over that decade to, you know what the the matches are kind of secondary because they're being treated as secondary, um, you know, and and maybe that's part of the problem. But you can recondition people as long as you you start putting out quality matches. And like we talked about, like that mid card match uh, between Kofi and Cesaro, that's a kick ass match, and you keep doing that, and you have the announcers making the match important, uh, you can start to recondition people to notice that what's going on inside the ring is is important as well. Um, why don't we go out to the phone, see what's going on. I think we got Tony on hold here. Uh, come on, switchboard. Tony, are you there? Yep. How you doing, Ken? How you doing, Tony? All right. Well, actually, uh, on the way home from uh, lunch, you know, or from a dinner, I was just down with family. But um, I, I, yeah, I do agree with what you're saying uh, about uh, you know like how the matches do have seemed very secondary uh, over the past like probably like ten years or so. I mean, it's been like you know, because like when I was watching, you know, I was you know, I like you were saying too, you know, I knew what the moves were. I mean, and uh, I, you know, a, a lot of times you know it's like the focus is not is not you know, like on whatever happens in the ring. It's all. Oh, what what what's happening backstage, or what's happening here, what's happening else? You know, like, you know, like it's more of a, you know, like a lot of times I feel like there's too much talk, not enough, not enough in ring in ring action. It's just you know sometimes it, and and that gets you know really uh, you know it's like you know it's you know that that, that second you know, that, that that second W is is there call wrestling for crying out loud. You know it's like. I mean, that's what, you know, you know, but um, I will say, you know, Raw, like I had said, it's my, my thought, a Kofi-Cesaro match, that was amazing. I mean, when he, when Kofi went off the top and Cesaro caught him, you know, for, the, for that tilt-the-world backbreaker, that was, I was like, wow, you know, I was like, I don't know if it's ever been done before, but I don't think, I don't think I've ever seen that done. And the, uh, the, the brawl at the end was great. I just love that. It was just, you know, the old-school brawl. I, I just, you know, I, I was really, I, I really enjoyed it. Every bit of that. That was that was awesome. So, are you looking forward to tonight's pay per view? Yeah, it should be good. Uh, you know, like the TLC, uh, TLC, yeah, yeah, this TLC match should be good. I mean, you know, it's like well, that should actually end the show. You know, like have the Shield, you know, go over, and you know, uh, it should actually end with that match. You know, like have the Shield going you know, going over, and you know, it's like you know, having the pay kind of end on a, on that note. It's like, well, what's going to happen next? You know, it's like you know, have them win. Um, even Kofi, you know, Kofi Kingston, Wade Barrett um, should be good too. I, I think Barrett's gonna. I think he's taking the title, but um, 
I, uh, even the Truth Cesaro should be good too, because like, like I said, Cesaro was good. I mean, the guy, you know, it's like if they, you know, like if they keep pushing him, he could actually be, uh, you know, a top, uh, a top level guy, you know. Like, if, you know, um, but uh, even by unifying the uh, the two titles, you know, I, uh, you know, I, I think they should do that too, because it's just like they got two secondary belts. I mean, you know, it's like they really, you know, it's like. Can I interject for a moment? Can I I just interject for a moment? You guys mentioned earlier about, like, knowing the moves as as kids when we watched wrestling. You know, I, I, for one, can include myself in it. I got a little funny story for you. I'll be real quick. Yeah. When I was was a child and I'd watch wrestling and somebody gave somebody an atomic drop, which I don't even think we see in wrestling anymore. Gorilla Monsoon used to call, oh, an atomic drop. He nailed him on his gluteus maximus. Yes. (laughs) And, And then I remember my kindergarten teacher. Her name was Miss Dione. And she would give, it's, it, in today's society, they wouldn't allow it, but she would jokingly give birthday spankings. I don't know, it's kind of disturbing, but she, <laughs> she would joke around and give birthday spankings. She would say, you're going to, she goes, and, and one extra one for your gluteus maximus. So it was my birthday in kindergarten that year, and she gave me one, and she hit me so hard, and I looked at her and I said, do you watch wrestling? Because Gorilla Monsoon says gluteus maximus. And she didn't even know who Gorilla Monsoon was. That's where, I, that's where I learned the word gluteus maximus from, was Gorilla Monsoon. In fact, most of I didn't even know what a Samoan person was until I started watching wrestling. <laughs> you know? So it's just funny that, like, how we know all these things, you know, and then when we see it you know, outside of wrestling, it's like it comes off completely different, you know. It's just, just a little funny story to mention. That's awesome. Is there any, Tony, is there any match, like, you're, you're looking forward to more than more than the others? Uh, I, it's going to be a toss up. Probably, like I said, the six man and uh, Kofi Kingston and uh, Kofi Wade Barrett. You know, those um, uh, probably two of the uh, the two I'm really looking forward to most. I mean, even Cena and Ziggler too. You know, as long as you know, like I just hope Ziggler wins. You know, like they should do like what I said last week. You know, like they should have the Shield come in and lay out Cena. And, you know, that have Ziggler win that way or whatever. You know, just like you know, like have have the Shield lay Cena out. You know, uh, but you know, I mean, just you know, it's like they got to do something. You know, like Brzezicki's got to come out. You know, he, he's got to he's got to win here. I I agree with you. I, I think Ziggler's got to walk out with the briefcase. Tony, as always, thank you for the phone call. Uh, you guys who don't know it, Tony's our official blogger. Go to thekenrydshow dot com. Blogs on all the shows each and every week. Blogs are up to date. So we got Raw, SmackDown, and Impact blogs up there. Thekenrydshow dot com. Check it out. Tony, always a pleasure. We'll talk to you next week. Oh, of course, you know. Take it easy, man. Me too, man. Bye. It brings a good point, you know, and I was just thinking, you know, we keep talking about the Shield and, and being very NWO-ish, you know. It would be cool. Like, if Ziggler wound up being, like, behind the scenes, the leader of of uh, the Shield, it almost has a, a uh, an old-school Four Horsemen kind of feel to it as well. It's like combine the best aspects of the Four Horsemen and the NWO and create a new group. I'd see like Ziggler having some flair qualities to him. Who knows? Yeah, that's that's uh, that's very interesting. You know, and, and that you brought that point up. Now that you mentioned that, you know, a guy like Dean Ambrose. You know, we said that he's like a cross between Rowdy Piper and you know Brian Pillman, with a little Chris Saban mixed into it, but. Uh, you know, I could see him as like the Tully Blanchard of the group. He, you know, because Tully was, Tully was. A, I mean, they were all great talkers, but you know, Tully was the the heat magnet of the group. 
Um, you know, whether you loved Flair or you hated him, he was entertaining as hell, but everybody wanted to see Tully Blanchard get beat up. And I think that's the kind of heel that Dean Ambrose is eventually going to be, you know, down the line. That would be awesome. I mean, I'd be totally into that. That would be kind of cool, like a young, a young up-and-coming kind of faction. And, uh, you know, we've talked about that whole idea of, like, you know, can Ziggler be a main eventer? Can he, you know, if he's got the shield behind him, that could do a lot to put him in that, uh, that sort of spot. Who knows? Who knows? Stanford, you listening? <laughs> we, got, uh, we got our friend Dank is on the line. Dank, how you doing? I'm doing good, gentlemen. How are you guys doing tonight? Doing all right. What do you got for us tonight? Um, Well, not to make things gloom, but I had a couple of comments about the events that took place on uh, Friday. Um, I know you both said that um, neither of you have um, kids, but I know as a parent of, I have a 10-year-old and an 8-year-old that I've been calling my girls for the past five years, and we, me and their mom had, um, we decided to meet up Monday evening to bring them to downtown Disney. And on Friday, when all this went down, I, as a parent, could not wait till Monday. And I had her bring the girls down yesterday instead. And I spent the entire day with them. And the day, the, the moment they walked into my door, I just, like, I hugged them and I got, I got all teary-eyed. And... They didn't really understand. Like, they knew what had happened, but they didn't really understand why I was getting teary-eyed because my oldest one looks at me afterwards, and she goes, it's okay, Dad. We're okay. We're here, and we love you. And if I could have just started bawling, I would have. Like, I just held it together. I don't know how. And literally my heart breaks for those parents that, no longer will be able to have the innocence of their children. Those little moments that, you know, it's like that show that kids say the darnest things, and it's moments like these that kids just say the sweetest things without even realizing it. And it's those things that will stay with you forever. So it's, um, it's, it's a world, you know, and... Like you said at the beginning, both of you, the world's changing, and when we think we've seen it all, somebody else decides to uh, step it up and take that challenge that nobody should take and show us that, you know what, when we think we've seen the most evil happen in this world, we ain't seen nothing yet, which in down, down deep inside scares the crap out of me because I'm wondering what's coming next. How 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 some psychopath going to try to top this? And I'm hoping and praying that something will be done to where it will nobody will ever have that chance again. But like I said, and like you said, it's not now is not the time to get on a soapbox. But it's just one of those things that <clears throat> just it's been sitting on my chest, and it's like oh my god, and ever since yesterday. When my oldest one told me that, it's like one of those things that just plays 
in your head, back and back and forth, back and forth, and you're like, okay, that's it, it just makes you stronger. But at the same time, you get like that guilt because it's like I had my kids, and it could have been my kids' school, it could have been them, you know. But I'm one of the lucky ones that still has my kids. But anyway, putting that aside, let's talk wrestling. Um, Smooth transition, thank. Uh, you know, thanks for those words. I mean, it's it's a uh, not an easy thing that that uh we're, we're going through, and that's like like you said, it's it's a call to action. Um, things have to change, uh, big time. And you know, now we're uh we're desperately trying to give uh, everyone a little bit of an escape. So I. Uh, Give it to us, Dank. What are you thinking in the the world of wrestling this week? Um, I think that they set it up real well on uh, at the end of Raw. I I think they ended it a little too early because I looked down at my like when the screen faded. It's like I looked at it like it's eleven oh three. I just got chipped two minutes. Usually, it's like I can't wait for eleven oh five to come around or eleven ten so I can go to bed. But I'm like, no, I want to <laughs> more. So, you know, as a fan, I was like, no, like, what can happen in those two minutes with a pay-per-view coming up on Sunday? That's not fair. Um, which, like, like you guys would say, like, they, they ended it pretty well. They left us hanging, wanting more, you know, hyping up, the, putting over the, the pay-per-view. And um, the one match I'm looking forward to, believe it or not, is actually um, Ziggler Cena. Because... More than the whole punk and Ryback the storyline, I I want to see where they're going with this. You know, like are they going to put Ziggler over finally, and then ultimately give him a belt, or are they going to divert back to where Cena's going to win it, hold off and cash it in at the Royal Rumble when The Rock fights whoever has the belt. And then Cena has the belt from The Rock, and he gets his revenge from WrestleMania. You know, it's like way, way. It's I don't know. It's one of those storylines that it's it's like a soap opera. Like literally, like you cannot wait for the next installment. You want to see where it goes. So that's the one match that I'm looking forward to. Yeah, it's, I mean, you know, you bring up good points too. I mean, I, I remember. You know, it's funny, like, when wrestling is, is going well, though, that's that's when, you know, you have that almost soap opera kind of feel to it. Uh, you know, when I got my girlfriend into wrestling, um, you know, when we watched our first Monday Night Raw together, and uh, when it ended, it, she literally was, wait, but what happens now? I'm like, well, you got to watch next week. She's like, but I, I want to know, like, that's what you do. She's like, this is kind of like a soap opera, isn't it? It's exactly like a soap opera. And that's and that's what got her hooked. And and that's when wrestling is great, when you're kind of hanging on the storyline, like, all right, where are they going to go with it? Um, you're right, because over, over the past few years, like, a lot of stuff has gotten way too predictable. When you're sitting here now wondering, you know, the money in the bank uh, briefcase on the line, uh, who's going to win that? The Rock's coming back. Uh, you know, who's going to cash in when? Uh, what's going to happen at the Rumble? And then you got winning the Royal Rumble as a title shot at WrestleMania. There's a lot of stuff that's up in the air. And that, that's when wrestling is fun to watch, when you're kind of just waiting to see how everything unfolds. Like, personally, and this has got nothing to do with, like, whether The Rock wins the belt or whether he doesn't, I would love to see Cena exactly revenge on The Rock at the Royal Rumble. You know, I'd love to see Cena win tonight. 
hold off with it, see The Rock finally beat Punk, and then Cena comes running down, cashes it in, and he just beats the crap out of The Rock. And he's like, that's his revenge for WrestleMania. You know, if they, if they ever, you know, it's just interesting, but if they ever were going to uh, turn John Cena heel, which, again, not to bring that up again, but, you know, if it were ever to happen, man, that would be cool. Like, if, if Rock wins the title, but somehow in his celebration, whatever, Punk, like, grabs him and gives Rock a GTS and storms out in disgust. And then John Cena runs down to the ring, cashes in, and, and wins the title that way. That would be awesome. That would be great. Here's they one should, thing, guys. Be, they, they definitely, like, everyone would hate Cena. Guys, make sure you record all this, because if this does happen at the Royal Rumble, you need to give Stanford a phone call, because somebody <laughs> is listening. That is beyond doubt. We will all be watching that night because if that happens, somebody owes you money. <laughs> but um, let me let me just interject here. You know, all these all these ideas are great, but this is all pure speculation. Number one, and the only and, and, and reason why it's speculation is because if and I know wrestling, you can find loopholes and change things around, and there's always technicalities. And some of us fans, we look a little too close, closely at things, but that briefcase is for a contract for a world heavyweight championship match to be cashed in on a world heavyweight champion, not the WWE champion, which is CM Punk currently. However, they can find a loophole. They probably will if they want to go that route. But this is all pure speculation that people online and not sources or rumors of WWE creative thinking about this, just pure fan speculation on wouldn't it be cool if so-and-so, John Cena, whoever, cashed in that money in the bank on The Rock or whatever. You know what I mean? And that's how you set up the rumored Rock Cena 2 at WrestleMania. So for me, I'm not trying to get my hopes up that that were to happen, and I know you guys aren't either, but... I just think that we got to look at we got to look at the reality of the situation and be like, okay, that's for the world heavyweight championship contract. So if they're to cash it in, it's got to be done on Big Show or whoever has that title. So that's just a point I wanted to bring up. I'm not trying to burst anybody's bubble. No, it's a good point. So, you know, and we, we talk about here's another idea. We talk a lot on this this uh, show about too many championships. Um, what if it does all pan out that way and John Cena winds up winning the World Heavyweight Championship and The Rock winds up winning the WWE Championship and somehow they finagle at finally at WrestleMania a unification match for those titles? That's not a bad idea either. That, Could you that, imagine that, main event Rock versus Cena two title for title? I mean, that that would be huge because a lot of people, there were talks of doing unifications, um, you know, for, for, for a couple of years. In fact, recently they even mentioned that, you know, that, that they don't want to unify the titles only because the title matches, it's necessary to have them on house shows because that's what helps draw the house shows is having a title match. That's why there's a lot of talk of not putting the the, the title on the rock because he's not going to make the house shows if if he were to win at the Royal Rumble. Um, I even remember a few years back before they did Shawn Michaels Undertaker 2, 
in Phoenix at WrestleMania 26, there was talk of doing Sheamus Undertaker title unification for for WrestleMania because Sheamus at the time was the WWE champion and Undertaker was the world heavyweight champion. But obviously they they went a different route. It's been toyed with. I think eventually it will happen, but I think the reason why they have the two titles is because, quite frankly, they have guys that they want to groom into the main event status. And everyone knows the WWE championship is the A title and the world championship is the B title. And they want to groom guys to the world heavyweight championship to see if they can be ready to represent the WWE with the WWE championship. So I think that that's, it's a, it's like a, it's almost a cushion some way for, for some of these guys, uh, because if they had one title, there'd be too many main eventers for that one title. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I guess that's what it used to, you know, the IC title used to be that. Like, it's weird how things have, have evolved over the years, but the IC title was a title where you started grooming guys to see if they could take that main event, main event stage. Who knows? The fun thing about this, though, is as we throw around ideas, and I think, dang, you hit the nail on the head, that's when wrestling's good. When, as a fan, you're actually sitting around and going, well, what if they do this? Well, maybe they'll do this. Or what if this happens? What if, and then that's like... That's when it's fun. That's when it's fun to be a wrestling fan because you're not just saying, oh, they're obviously just going to do this. That you're yeah. sitting there kind of fantasy booking and, and throwing scenarios together and thinking about what you'd want to see and kind of getting excited. That's that's when wrestling is good. So I think you're right. Like going into this, uh, it should be fun to see. I, I think more, I don't want to say more, but I think just as much as people are looking forward to the John Cena-Ziggler match, I think people want to see well, what's going to happen post that match and what's going to happen with that briefcase, which is a lot of fun as a fan. Last question, and then I'm going to let you go. And This is going to be the toughest question of the year, and you know I have to go there, Ken. Okay. And obviously this goes out to both of you, but San Francisco, New England, <laughs> final score. What's your prediction? Tonight, San Francisco, New England? Yep. Uh, 2017 San Francisco. Okay, I was going to go 27-24 New England. Okay, there you go. Dave, you're the tiebreaker. What's your prediction on this? Oh, man, you put me in the tough spot because I'm not a fan of either team. <laughs> I'm a ch- I know. That's, that's what I'm, makes I'm, me I'm, even sweeter. I'm, I'm, shut up. I'm trying <laughs> to answer your question. I'm, I'm a giant fan, so... I have no personal investment in this in this game, but if I were to pick, I'd probably have to go with New England. Yes. It, 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 hold on a minute. Time out. Time out. Time out. <laughs> okay. I'm gonna go New England, twenty-four, twenty-one. Okay. So so we're all predicting it's gonna be no more than a three-point differential. Pretty much. Well, hopefully, at least it's a good, it's a good game. But uh, yeah. I know it's tough to beat New England in New England, but you know they're due to fall. They're due to fall at some point. We are. We are, and I'm just hoping it's not tonight. <laughs> <laughs> but thanks, no, guys, thanks for the call. Be safe, and uh, I'll talk to you guys next week. Talk to you later, man. Bye. All right. Bye. Well, Dank, you know, good good call from Dank. Good call, kind of, you know, kind of, you know, doing exactly what we're trying to do tonight. You know, started off and wanted to talk a little bit about what happened in Connecticut and then the transition to wrestling. Um, not easy, but again, we're trying to give you a 
two-hour escape, two-hour reprieve of all the, the tragic events that have gone on. Uh, well, it happened on Friday, and then we continued to unfold over the course of the weekend. Um, we're talking wrestling here. Uh, just give you a little bit of levity, and we'll go back out to the phones. I, I think there's Mike on the line. Mike, are you there? Hey, guys. I, I, uh, I just want to – I just love that name, Dank. That's a great name. <laughs> it is a good well, name. Yeah, it is. Um, I'm just going to say this. Sorry for everybody and their families um, with the tragedy that happened um, in Connecticut. I have family in Connecticut, and Dave, I know you live in Connecticut, and I know Newtown's a very quiet town, and I'm very sorry for what happened, and uh, it's, it's all I'm going to say about that. Um, Dank mentioned Dank mentioned what's next or who's next. It's not that Goldberg impersonator Ryback because Ryback's time's gonna fall. Ryback's just a Goldberg imposter, and and like Stone Cold says, that's all I'm gonna say about that. <laughs> um, so that's all I gotta say about Ryback and feed me more and, and uh, what do you call? And uh, who was that that was talking about the kindergarten teachers? Who was who was that about? I just came into that conversation. About what Gorilla Monsoon said. Was that you, uh, Dave? Yeah, my, I'll briefly mention it. My kindergarten oh, no, no, teacher. No, 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 no. I heard, I heard the story. I just wanted to know. Oh, okay, all right. right. Okay, okay. Yeah, that was me. That was me. That's right. why I'm scarred for life. Well, that's, you know, we get a lot of our. I, I, call, that, I call that Gorilla Monsoon ism. That's why when uh, I talk about the uh, Oxyprotip, whatever the heck, that little bump on your brain. He used to say that a lot too when you used to get hit on your your head and then uh what's his name there? Bobby Heenan used to say, Let's make it simple for the humanoids. Yes. But Gorilla <laughs> Monsoon, may he rest in peace, was one of the best at what he did, just like all the others and uh and we are grateful for uh, we're grateful for men like Gorilla Monsoon. But um oh yeah, by the way, I I am I am I am Santa Claus crazy Mike now. And uh, in my hand, I have a DVD choice for somebody that really needs to watch this DVD. The name of the DVD is called Take the Snake Roberts, Pick Your Poison. So we'll get a copy. We're going to get a copy out to our good friend, and we all know who that is. And by the way, yes, I went there again. Third week in a row. But crazy, crazy, crazy. Oh, yeah, okay. We have a pay-per-view tonight, TLC. I don't think anybody cares about it because they're pushing the Royal Rumble because it's time for a rumble. It's time for the Royal Rumble. And I, like I said, I don't think anybody really cares about TLC, but I do. I like, um, I like, I want to find out what's going to happen with the uh, world title. I think Sheamus is going to win it. Hunch. I think Sheamus is going to beat the big show. Hey, Mike. Yo. I got an inter- I got an interesting uh, scenario. Sheamus and Big Show. Let's say they open up tonight's pay per view mm-hmm. in the chairs match. Mm-hmm. Whoever wins, whichever one. So let's just say, for argument's sake, Sheamus wins. You know, we do know that Dolph Ziggler and John Cena are competing in a ladder match for the Money in the Bank contract. Mm-hmm. Well, what if Dolph tried to get out of that ladder match with Cena by cashing in before his his expected match with John Cena? What do you think about that? Uh, I think that I think that anything could happen. I think he's got to talk to his girlfriend or whatever she is, Vicky, or maybe have McMahon stand there and say, Vicky, 
this is another decision that you have to make. Very good choice, Vicky. Yeah, they I could they, they could make the ladder match into a title match. I think they could they could make the ladder match into a title match. They could have them all go out each other. They could have Rowdy Piper come back. They could have Jimmy Snooker come down <laughs> from the sky. They could have anything. Remember one thing, boys. Anything can happen. It used to be in the World Wrestling Federation. Anything can happen in the world of wrestling entertainment. Just like just like when I read my uh my the wrestler and I read those turkey awards. I can't believe all those great wrestlers got turkey awards. And uh, you know, it's great. Like um what do you call it? just to mention a a a a girl who got one. Whew. yeah, a girl got one too. I see well I see Kurt Angle got a turkey award, Kevin Nash got one, Tammy Smith got one, uh Abraham Washington got turkey awards, Buff Bagel got turkey awards, Cameron got turkey awards. Just a whole plethora of stuff going on in the world of wrestling, ladies and gentlemen. But, guys, I know you're up against the news. I know, Dave, you've got to get the news out. Just to, And also to give you an update, I had no clue what happened last night at, at uh, what do you call it, at BWO's um, event. Isn't that crazy? It is crazy. I hope maybe we'll get someone to call in and let us know what, what happened. Yeah, right? I don't know. I don't know if Magic lived. I don't know if he died. I don't know if Tony Scott lived. I don't know if he died. I don't know what happened with Bob. I don't know what happened with Steve. I don't know what happened with that stupid, I mean, sorry, not stupid, but that, yeah, stupid champion, Tristan Law. I'm sure he's still the champion because, you know, guys like him, what do you call want to hold on to their titles no matter what. So, but I'm just concerned about my boy Magic. I haven't heard from him all day, and I don't know what the heck to think. But I'm going to let you guys go, and I thank you for letting me go crazy. I love it. It's just, I, I'm in a crazy mood. Yo, you know what? Tonight I have work, and I'm going to wear my NWO shirt. I'm going to tie my bandana around my head and just go around going, Bug life. (laughs) I think I'm going to do it because people just love the NWO for some reason. I mean, I love the NWO, but guys, have a nice night, and uh, I'm going to be listening, so you can put me on hold until it's time for me to boogie out of here to get to work, but... Uh, All right, by got... the way, by the way, one more real thing. Bob Arian, who's my brother, baby, and I love Bob Arian. I love Steve. You guys are the best. Keep on doing what you're doing, guys. You're doing a great job with it. <laughs> Thanks a lot. Thanks for the call. Take it easy, Anytime, man. Anytime, brother. Anytime. Thanks for letting me do the news, Mike. I appreciate it. <laughs> wow, he is in a kooky mood this evening. <laughs> Good stuff. I just don't know where to go after that. Well, I know where to go. Uh, we have that portion in our program where it's time for Dave's 50-50 Day 5 News Report. Take it away, Dave. <laughs> thank you very much, Ken. And thank you to Mike Ferrara, too, for allowing me to do the Day 5 <laughs> News Report here on the Ken Reedy Show. <laughs> Former WWE superstar, badass Billy Gunn signed a contract with World Wrestling Entertainment this week to work in the NXT developmental territory as a trainer to the young and -and up-and-coming talent. Gunn had been in on-and-off negotiations with the WWE for quite some time now, dating back to WrestleMania 28 weekend in Miami back in April. Gunn's former New Age Outlaws partner, The Road Dog, currently works for WWE as an agent, so one can imagine he was the one to help broker the deal. There is no word on if they will use 
one badass Billy Gunn on television to further any type of storyline. Former WCW star Buff Bagwell revealed in an interview this week that he was in talks with Eric Bischoff to join TNA Wrestling and that he was close to a deal. Bischoff later stated, uh, later this week stated on his Twitter account that I never had a, I have not had a conversation with Marcus in 15 years. I am not sure what conversation he thinks he had. Then again, this is the wrestling business, so never say never. WrestleZone.com reported this week that Vince McMahon told the WWE creative writing staff to not put plans in place for Hall of Fame inductions for both Mick Foley and Randy Macho Man Savage, but instead to go further with a possible induction for former WWE champion Kevin Nash. Savage's brother, Lanny Poffo, had publicly stated in the past that Randy will only go into the Hall of Fame with the entire Poffo family as per his request or not at all. And there is no word as to why Mick Foley has been taken off for consideration. This week, local advertisements in the New Orleans, Louisiana area have announced that The Rock is scheduled to appear at the Elimination Chamber pay-per-view in February. Those reports were unconfirmed until later this week when the WWE posted on their live events page that The Rock will indeed be in attendance. However, there are no reports if The Rock will wrestle. And our fifth and final story this week, a heartwarming story for most of us here, considering the tragic events of Friday. Wrestling legend Angelo Savoldi, one of the of the famous Savoldi wrestling family, received the NWA Lifetime Achievement Award on Saturday, December 8th, in Parsippany, New Jersey. NWA COO Fred Rubenstein presented the award in the ring to Savoldi, who is known for being the oldest professional wrestler at 98 years of age. And for all you fans out there on YouTube, if you're looking for any kind of entertainment whatsoever this evening, head over to the gun show. Bob Arian, Steve-Off, and El Rapundo Genioso. Check them out. YouTube slash Steve-Off. The gun show. The hottest new show on YouTube. And this week's episode chronicled El Rapundo's visit to Biff's house. I don't know who he is, but anyhow... <laughs> I I hear it was pretty entertaining, and there were some consequences uh, regarding that visit. And, folks, NWA on Fire is coming to Parsippany, New Jersey, January 12th, for NWA on Fire television taping. For more tickets, for more information on tickets, excuse me, my tongue, I don't know where it went, go to nwaonfire.com. And there you have it. That is the Day 5 News Report. Only brought to you here on the Ken Reedy Show, allowed by Mike Ferrara. Ken, <laughs> back to you. Ah, good stuff. You know, we're excited. You know, the NWA on fire. We got it. We got a building. We, we got some storyline stuff going. Should be cool. Now, I'll be in attendance that night, so be sure to come out, come and say hello, get your tickets, and uh, you know, we're probably going to be doing some ticket giveaways here, January twelfth. Place to be, Persephone, New Jersey. Looking forward to that. Um, Big news, Dave, you had in your, your report, uh, the whole uh, The Rock. Um, 
Elimination Chamber. Uh, it's interesting. You know, you wonder uh, going forward, I mean, you figure he's going to be part of WrestleMania. We know that he's going to be part of the Rumble. Uh, knowing they'll be part of the Elimination Chamber, uh, you know, and I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, uh, news guy, but uh, he's never wrestled in an Elimination Chamber match. Um, you are correct. Wonder uh, how much we're going to, are we going to see more of The Rock than we have in the past going from the Rumble through to WrestleMania? Well, I can say that I've read reports this week. They're unconfirmed. They're obviously rumors that from January 14th till WrestleMania, The Rock is scheduled to appear on every other Monday Night Raw. So that's two, four, six, seven, probably eight Monday Night Raws he is scheduled to appear on. From January 14th till April 7th, which is WrestleMania, he's scheduled for every other Monday Night Raw. Um, the Elimination Chamber situation is pretty interesting um, because there are a lot of different scenarios if The Rock wins or loses the championship match at the Royal Rumble. If he wins, he goes into an Elimination Chamber to defend the title, or if he loses, let's say let's say they do decide to come up with that John Cena cash in money in the bank idea, then maybe he goes for a rematch inside the elimination chamber with four other guys after the title. I mean, who knows? Um, but it should be uh, it, it, it should be a pretty interesting WrestleMania season. As always, WrestleMania season is probably the most exciting time of the wrestling year. So. I look forward to it. We we won't have to argue and go back and forth about if The Rock is you know leaving or ever coming back. If he's if he's truly going to work all these dates. Yeah, it's, I mean you know it's funny with The Rock because The Rock is like one of those things that you know and and I've been critical of him in the past and you know it's his whole like you know finally I've come back and I'm never leaving again and then he left and you know and. I was, I was kind of on the, the Cena side of things like last year. Um, you know, all that being said, I'm not going to deny the guy's talent. Um, you know, he, he's talented. The guy can, can talk, obviously. Um, you know, arguably one of the best talkers ever. Uh, and I got to admit, the, the, the Rock getting a title match at the Rumble, as much as the... Let me see. The the wrestling like business side of me sees the whole, you know, why does he get his shot? He doesn't. He's not on the road all day, all uh, year. Uh, he's off making movies and comes back, get a title shot. You know, beyond part time schedule, yada yada. And I get all that, and I see that side of things. Um, however, it does add a lot of intrigue going into the whole WrestleMania season, more than you've probably seen in recent years. I mean, last year, obviously, The Rock added some drama, um, but I wouldn't say he added much intrigue. You knew that, you know, The Rock and John Cena were, were rivals, and they were going to wrestle at WrestleMania, and that was, that was it. Now, they set it up a year in advance. Uh, this year, WrestleMania is a big question mark, uh, which is cool. And again, as we all, you know, uh, you know, you, you try to get in that point where like I'm not going to be a fantasy booker, and, and a lot of people like to poo-poo that whole fantasy booking thing. But you you, you find yourself kind of getting into it, kind of like trying to figure out where exactly they're going to go with everything. And there's so many directions they can go. Um, 
you know, I, if I'm a betting man, I, I in some way, shape, or form, I'm figuring they're going to figure out a way to go Rock uh, Cena 2 at WrestleMania this year. I mean, that's the obvious choice, but um, there's a lot of intrigue, which I really like going into the, the beginning of 2013. Um, and then with all of this being said, you know, there's always the the threat of one Mr. Brock Lesnar uh, showing up at some point. Um, you know, the rumors are that he signed on and he'll be doing something at WrestleMania, and he's on the poster for WrestleMania, so you figure he's going to be involved somewhere. So, you know, going into this WrestleMania season, when you look at the big-time players in this company, uh, looking at a John Cena and a CM Punk and, and The Rock and Brock Lesnar, those part-time guys... Uh, going into the season, it's a big question mark, which for wrestling fans is a good thing, in my opinion. Uh, your thoughts, Dave? I, I, I do agree. Um, I mean, yeah, you said they're part-time guys, but I mean they draw, and it should it should make for a uh, you know an interesting you know uh, uh, place of uh, you know an interesting. Uh, you know, storylines going forward. Uh, there was even talk that I had read earlier this week that the creative team had toyed around with the idea of having Brock Lesnar help CM Punk defeat The Rock at the Royal Rumble to set up a Brock Lesnar-Rock match for WrestleMania. Um, but they more than likely, from what I hear, want to still go with Rock Cena too. Um, I don't know where Brock Lesnar. I've heard rumors of Brock Lesnar Triple H rematch, which I personally don't want to see. I didn't like the first one. I didn't like the SummerSlam match. I wasn't a fan of it. Um, I just thought it was too slow. It was boring. Um, you know, I just I just didn't really care for it. Um, so I don't want to see that. I mean, there's talk of Brock Lesnar Undertaker. Um, I wouldn't mind seeing a Brock Lesnar John Cena match again. I'll say that much after what we saw last year in Chicago. So um, it's it. I like the fact that going into this WrestleMania season, we don't know who's gonna work with who. I mean, there's always rumors online. So and so might work with this person. Like I just heard this past week, they want to do Randy Orton Sheamus for the world title with Randy Orton as a heel. But other than that, there really aren't any like two concrete plans. Two weeks ago, Undertaker contacted the company from what I've read, and he's got two guys in mind he wants to work with at WrestleMania. So, I mean, it's I'm really looking forward to it. Royal Rumble is the starting point, but let's not get to Royal Rumble because we got TLC tonight. The Royal Rumble, we, we'll get there. You know, that's the starting point for WrestleMania season. But I think you're going to see some seeds planted for the Royal Rumble tonight at TLC's pay-per-view. Yeah, I, I think you're right. I mean, and, and as you're saying, you know, the, the definitive, I mean, they always say, you know, Royal Rumble is really, you know, WrestleMania season begins. But it, it's almost like, you know, we're starting to get the seeds a little early um, going into this paper. I agree with you. I think going into TLC, there quite possibly are going to be things that happen tonight that, uh, you know, resonate going forward into the WrestleMania season. Um, you know, and I, I do think the most, I don't say most important, but the, mo the most intrigue is uh, Cena Ziggler and where they go there. Now, uh, today, Cena posted on Twitter, or tweeted, that uh, history will be made tonight, and be sure to, to watch uh, TLC. Um, 
history being made is uh, a number of things could happen. But, uh, you know, he's, he's building the drama. And, you know, it's it's interesting. And, again, I know the Cena haters out there hate the idea of this. But, again, intrigue is good in wrestling. And because of Cena's stature and because of who Cena is and what he represents and what he's been for so long, there's real drama there that he may beat Ziggler and win that, that contract. That's good. It's a good build. Uh, for this wrestling fan, and I'm one of those guys in, in days the same way, we are not Cena haters. We are not Cena bashers on this show. Um, I'll say this, though. I, I don't want Cena to win. Uh, Storyline-wise, unless... Uh, they have Ziggler uh, go forward and win the Royal Rumble and, and give him a title shot that way. Uh, man, I think this hurts the character Dolph Ziggler a lot if uh, he winds up losing uh, that um, briefcase. But, you know, it's interesting because now as, as my brain is going, you know, what if he loses the, the briefcase, but after he loses, we, uh, you know, we find out that he's kind of the... Uh, de facto leader of uh, the Shield, as we stated before. And, uh, you know, maybe it, it helps to make him relevant without the briefcase. And that's one of the injustices that uh, the Shield is is upset about, that John Cena gets his shot and gets uh, gets the briefcase. And maybe that's a way, but I, I do think that losing the briefcase for Ziggler and, and not cashing in and not winning a title uh, could potentially hurt him uh at least in the short term if not the long term but i do like the intrigue going into this match your thoughts dave i do like the intrigue as well i mean you know i I do agree with you with kurt ziggler unless they were to give him the royal rumble and he were to decide who he wants to face at the royal rumble um you know uh if he were to win the royal rumble i should say um overall i mean ziggler is pretty well Versed in ladder matches, he's had some some pretty good moments in ladder matches. He's been a couple money in the banks. Um, John Cena's no slouch in a ladder match. He's I mean he's not a bump machine, but he he takes a beating with with you know he's taken a beating with ladders before. He wrestled Edge in a TLC match uh, about six yeah like six years ago, um, and that was a pretty damn good match considering a lot of people say John Cena can't wrestle. Um, I don't know who they are, but Anyhow, um, overall, I think the, the, this match is, is destined and designed to make Ziggler look good. And a win over John Cena and retaining his Money in the Bank briefcase, I think, is going to give him more momentum heading into WrestleMania season. And um, But you know what? I don't think he's – I'm making a prediction right now. He wins tonight, but he's not cashing in anytime soon. He's, he's smarter than that. I think we see Dolph Ziggler cash in the Money in the Bank briefcase at WrestleMania. No, I'm okay with that. I mean, I'd like to say it's just it. You know, with him, it's it's weird because I guess it's it it is getting a little old. I would almost I don't know. Does he surprise people at WrestleMania? Um, I don't know. They do run the risk of the Ziggler character getting stale at some point. And, uh, I, again, I like what Ziggler brings to the table. But, um, 
you know, I guess I guess right now he's in that like holding pattern where he's uh on the cusp of being a, a star, but it's it's like a, a tenuous balance, you know, they 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 have to make the right moves with him and uh you know, it it's getting close to to getting stale. That's why I'm I'm curious where they're going to go, but again, like I said, being curious is a good thing, you know, going into this uh It'll be it, it'll be a good thing, and I look. I mean, Ziggler's really good at, at making other guys look good, and uh, John Cena really, uh, for the most part, uh, ha- has a habit of rising to the occasion. And uh, you know, sometimes you know he's one of those guys that you know he needs someone really talented to get in the ring with him to help him look good. But uh, you know, I I don't think John Cena gets enough credit for what he can do in that ring. And in a ladder match uh, with a guy like Ziggler, I think this is going to be a very, very entertaining uh, match tonight. And I'm looking forward to it. And I'm looking forward to, uh, you know, where they go. Do you think uh, you think this is going to be the, the main event tonight? Um, I mean, a few weeks ago, yeah, I would have said that this, this would have been the main event. But, um, I mean, the way that they've... The way that they've you know built the shield up and built the you know the the, the status of Ryback and the importance of that match, um, that six man TLC match where only a pinfall can determine the winner, which is a first in, in a TLC match. I think they're going to go with I I think they're going to go with like a youth movement kind of ending you know of a pay per view with a, with a main event. Um, with having, you know, six guys that, you know, I mean, Kane's no youth. He's been around for a while. Um, but, you know, Daniel Bryan, Ryback, The Shield, you know, um, fresh faces, uh, per se, on WWE television in the main event scene. Um, I mean, if you remember last year's TLC, John Cena wasn't even on the pay-per-view. And that was the first pay-per-view that aired that John Cena wasn't on and he didn't main event. Um, Punk main evented that with Del Rio and uh, Miz, so I think they're going to kind of go that route because December has always been, at least for the WWE, you know, towards the end of December, a holding pattern month where they just have television storylines. Usually TLC goes on like middle to early of the, the, the month, and then they they get into a holding pattern till like after the new year to get ready for the Royal Rumble. So I think that a lot of people think that the pay-per-view itself, it's kind of a throwaway because everyone's looking more forward to the Royal Rumble. So I'm thinking that the company probably feels that, oh, we'll just put the, the six-man table, you know, ladders and chairs match on last. Um, I'd like to see Cena Ziggler main event, but I wouldn't mind if the t- TLC match main event either. I agree. Um, you know, I, I, it's funny because I kind of feel the same way. Like I kind of thought that uh, – you know, Cena would be headlining again, but, uh, you know, it's definitely, I mean, it's interesting right now, and it's an interesting time to be a wrestling fan, especially in the WWE, because um, the landscape's changing. I mean, it's it's pretty obvious that things are changing. Um, you know, the guys that are moving into that main event picture are, are new names. Uh, there's definitely a youth movement um, in the company, and, uh, you know, it's good. I mean, there's a lot of good young talent uh, out there. Um, you know, Damian Sandow, uh, uh, Cody Rhodes, um, you know, um, El Ryback, uh, the, the Shield now, um, you know, Ziggler. A lot of young talent. And, uh, you know, as you 
you know, when you look at things and even like you look at the new year and you get into, you know, a brand new year and going into the new WrestleMania season, I mean, you know, why not? Why not end the year with this idea of, you know, it's a brand new day. Things are changing. Um, this is going to be an exciting time to be a fan. Um, but things are different. And uh, the guys that will be, you know, who knows? I mean, who knows? There have been a lot of reports as of late that John Cena's pretty banged up. You know, who knows? I mean, really, who knows how much longer this guy can wrestle a regular schedule? And not to mention, when it comes to John Cena, I mean, you know, the wrestling is just part of it. I mean, you look at this guy's schedule. I mean, if they're on the road 300-plus days a year, and he's on the road, while he's on the road, look, look at him. The guy's got to be hitting the gym. So he's he's wrestling, he's working out, and then he's got to hit all these personal appearances. He's he's granting wishes left and right the the you know for celebrities, the most wishes ever granted by anyone in the history of Make-A-Wish. I mean, here's a guy who is running ragged and you know what? He's he's not a spring chicken. I mean, as far as wrestling goes, and you can't, I mean, all other sports you know, they talk about, you know, let's just say like a catcher in baseball, um, you know, and your body can't take that wear and tear, you know, get day in and day out. You know, but baseball, they have an off season, And not to take anything away from a catcher who goes out there and catches 162 days a year, 162 games. But he's got an off season. You know, a John Cena in his mid-30s to be doing this 300-plus days a year um, – you know, you just start to wear down, and who knows how much longer he can be the guy, and he can be, um, you know, carrying the company. So, who knows where he's going to go, but it's time. It's time to see if some of these younger guys can step up and, and be stars. And, you know, I don't know. I don't know. I, I'm not – there's very few of these guys that I'm willing to bet the farm that they're they're going to be bona fide stars, but I like what I see. I like what I see out of the out of the youth movement right now and I'm you know, it it'd be nice to see, you know, where exactly we can go from this from here. But, you know, when you look at the WWE landscape and you look at, you know, we're going into WrestleMania twenty nine, um, WrestleMania thirty might be a very different card than we've been been used to seeing in recent years. Um, who knows where Cena will be? Who knows where CM Punk will be? Uh, most likely, Taker will be done. Uh, Triple H will be done. Obviously, HBK. Um, you know, when you look at what WrestleMania 30 might have, um, maybe very, very different. And this is the—it's amazing because we're sitting here, and Dave just said, um, "Hey, you know, but we have a pay for you tonight. So why are we looking ahead to the Royal Rumble?" And here I am. I'm I'm booking WrestleMania 30. <laughs> I've already, I've moved past 2013. I'm in 2014, uh, getting ready for WrestleMania 30. But I digress. Um, I think you're seeing the seeds being planted right now of what the WWE is going to look like over the course of the next decade, which is a fun, exciting time to be uh, a wrestling fan. Uh, I, I mean, Dave, are you? I mean, what do you think of the youth movement going on right now? I enjoy it. 
Um, I like where, you know, guys like you mentioned Sandow, you know, and Cody Rhodes, um, and, uh, you know, Ziggler and, uh, the shield and Ryback. Um, you know, I think out of all those guys, I think Ryback is, in my opinion, the net, he's just consistently good and, and, and only can get better as, you know, the days and weeks and months and years go on. Um, I think he's going to be that guy that takes that John Cena spot eventually um, when Cena decides to step down and take a, a limited role in the company. I mean, he's got a great look. He's not a bad talker. Um, and, you know, he's got that he's got that Vince McMahon superhuman mentality that he likes in his top guys, you know, big and just larger than life, you know, and, and, and somebody that, you know, you can send to, you know, to, to those, like those be a star bully campaigns, you know what I mean? And, and, and to different, you know, charities and functions, you know, and, and, and make a wish and stuff like that, you know, um, as far, you know, it's, it, I, I just enjoy it overall. I mean, I I like seeing fresh faces. I like seeing the older guys too. Don't get me wrong. I I, I can go for a nostalgia pop any you know, any, you know, on, on any given occasion. Um, but uh, overall, it's just it, it, I I see bright things in the future in the company. It's just a matter of if they're going to pull the trigger or not. They tease you a little bit, and then they take you back when they feel that the short term. It's not working, so. Yeah, I mean, you're right. It, it's it, you know, you're wondering if it's a tease or if they're really, really going forward. I mean, but what, I mean, when you look at what's going on right now, I mean, what are your thoughts on, you know, John Cena and how much longer he has left? Well, it doesn't surprise me, number one, and and you know, I'm glad you mentioned that. You know, you talked about you know the the Cena, you know, his grueling schedule. Because, you know, a lot of top guys have always had a grueling schedule in that company. I mean, overall, for everyone, that schedule sucks. I mean, that's why a lot of guys leave. They know that they make good money, but it's just that the, the schedule overall is just absolutely terrible. Um, but for Cena, I mean, I, I heard an interview with him on Howard Stern the year. It was 2005. He went on Stern, and he just won the belt. And he did, I'm sorry, he didn't just win the belt, but he had the belt. And he was just a big media blitz. He was all over the place, everywhere he went. And Cena told a story that when he was with the WWE early on, he bought a home because he, he, he had a good feeling he was going to be, you know, making money and he was going to go places. And for the first six months of his title reign, he did not go home. He had to have somebody pay his bill. He had to have his father or his brother pay his bills, collect his mail, sort all that stuff out, because he was on the road promoting the company. He was wrestling. He was doing Make-A-Wish. He was. He had the rap album, that silly rap album he came out with that he was promoting at, at probably some dinky, you know, dinky dive bars across the country. I mean, he, he was. he didn't go home. And now these guys, because of the grueling schedules, like the top guys, for instance, like Randy Orton, CM Punk, John Cena, they get tour buses because they're in such high demand that the company wants them in the best physical possible shape, not only to wrestle but to appear in other places, that they give them a little bit of a luxury and also a thank you for, for everything that they do for being away from their families, for being away from home. Um, it, 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 
that that's just how it. That's just the landscape of what it is today. And it also it, it sucks when you beat your body up and then you got to get in a rental car that's three times smaller than you to drive two three hundred miles to another you know to another town to go wrestle or to go make an appearance somewhere. I mean, it's it's a it's a it's a grueling schedule. And I don't. I'm not surprised that Cena is possibly going to step down and take a limited role um, in the maybe in the coming year or two. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if after this upcoming WrestleMania, and there we go, jumping past TLC tonight because apparently the paper doesn't matter. <laughs> after this WrestleMania, John Cena takes a limited role. And maybe, like, I could see I could see maybe Cena winning and beating The Rock and getting that validation. Let's say he's got the belt and he beats The Rock at WrestleMania. And then he puts over Ryback at the next pay-per-view. And then they go Ryback. Boom, full speed ahead into the rest of 2013 with appearances here and there from Cena. I, I, mean, I, I think I think that works. I mean, I you know I again I, I you know it's amazing, but I mean they've it looks like they've done a good job. And and our criticism over the years have been you know consistency with titles, and they've made the titles mean more, uh, especially this year, and especially with CM Punk's run. Um, you know, I mean, we may be looking at a, a John Cena, which is amazing, but, you know, I, I think he'll have one, but I don't know if he'll have many more than, you know, many more title runs. I mean, we may be looking at, you know, one, maybe two more runs. I mean, because I, I, to me, it looks like they're going into that direction of, you know, consistency with the belt. So I don't think we'll have, you know, in 2013, John Cena wins the belt, loses it after a month, and then two months later wins it again. Um, I think we're gonna we're gonna have some consistency in those titles. So what I'm looking at is I, I think that, uh, you know, I mean it's amazing, but that John Cena might have one uh, title run left in him. Uh, so it's definitely the dawning of a new era. And what's interesting is when you look at tonight. And it's not a title match, and we, we've talked about these changing of the guard type matches and passing the torch, you know, is tonight at TLC. Um, I don't want to get too demonstrative and too, like, you know, over the top and overstate this match, but is it on some levels, perhaps, uh, a passing of the torch kind of match? Um, is it a match where Cena kind of thrusts Ziggler um, more into that main event picture. Um, you know, that interests me uh, to see where this company's going to go. I remember when I saw John Cena and Randy Orton for the first time, and I remember distinctly saying both those guys will headline WrestleMania at some point in the next few years. I think I said in five years, and it was less than that. Um what I find interesting right now is I can't say who. I can't, even with Ryback. Ryback is incredibly over, and I get that. But, you know, I, I can't say that I'm, you know, I'm sold that he's definitely a long-term kind of guy. Um, so it's, it's the, the company is in a state of flux. Like, who's going to be that guy? Who are going to be those guys that are going to put the company on their back and take them into the next decade? Um, it would be interesting to see what happens tonight if it's it again, I don't think it's going to be as big a deal as when we look back and we talk about you know Andre and Hogan or or uh, Hogan and The Rock. It's not going to be that, but do we see kind of a changing of the guard, uh, uh, beginning stages of passing the torch along? 
from uh, John Cena and Ziggler. And that being said, it would be interesting to see if they're thinking of Ziggler in that vein. Is Ziggler the guy? Because um, I'm not sure that he's the guy either, and we love Ziggler. But I can't say 100% that, yeah, put the company on his shoulders and he can run with it. I, I don't know. I don't know who could, to be honest. When I look at what John Cena has done um, in this era of WWE and what it entails to be the guy, the WWE guy, um, and when you look back and you think, you know, Hogan was the guy for a while, uh, you know, uh, Bret Hart, uh, Stone Cold, you know, when you were the guy, um, I don't know if any one of those guys has ever had to do what John Cena does. Uh, there's there's much more, uh, many more media outlets nowadays. Uh, there's many more places to do personal appearances. Um, you know, there, there's more causes. Uh, the WWE is a bigger company. Uh, so being the guy in the WWE right now entails a whole hell of a lot more than it did decades ago. And I can't say that I, I can put my finger on the guy in the company that, that can take over, that can fill those shoes. Um, so I'm just really curious to see what's going to happen between Ziggler and Cena tonight. We're going to go out to the phones because I think this might be Justin on the line. Let's see. Is it Justin? Yes, it is. How you doing, Justin? I miss you, Ken. I miss you, too. You know, I got to tell you, the, the show tonight started off as a little depressing, but... uh. I was really hoping you called tonight because you always kind of put a smile on our faces here. So thanks for giving us a buzz. How are you this evening? Very good, Ken. Will you be TLC? What? What did you say, boss? Are you pay-per-view? Yeah. So who do you think you got on scene wrestling? Ladder? Who do you think is going to this is going to be John Cena versus Colt Ziggler for the WWE Championship. It, it's the uh, contract. It's going to win that. Well, definitely, I think so. You think Ziggler or that? I think so, Ken Reedy. You think? Just over here. Yeah. You're very tonight. Yeah? I know, Ken, because you're rock, man. All right, thank you. <laughs> going. What about Edge? Well, Edge is okay. He can, he, he's a good wrestler, too. Yeah? Oh, yeah, Dave. You're the best. <laughs> I'm the best. Yes! <laughs> uh, oh, thank you. Yeah, Ken, you, you you rock this joint, man. Edge. Well, Edge is okay. I just have a good love for the week. Huh? We'll talk to you. All right, Ken. All right, talk to yourself, man. All right. All right, Ken. All right, Ken, you're the best. Thanks, man. Take care. <laughs> Thank you, man. I think Justin's having a party. Yeah, yeah. Give me tables, ladders, and chairs at that party. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if uh, 
there, there. I heard ladies in the background there. So, uh, you know, I don't know what Justin's doing out there. But it sounds like he's having a good time. Well, that's good because I think we all need to have a good time, you know, nowadays, especially after this week. Yeah, I hear you, man. I mean, it's it's uh, but it's good though. I'm glad he called in, gave us some uh, some levity. Um, you know, it's good. I like it when Justin calls because uh, you know you can't help but but smile when when he gives us a call and uh, you know very non-committal, which again gets back to my point that that's what's good about wrestling. I, I think Justin didn't want to give a definitive answer on who was going to win tonight because it's uh, you know it's tough. It's a tough pick uh, where you're going to go uh, storyline wise. Which again is great. You want to put yourself in the shoes of the writers. Uh, you can write either way. Ziegler winning, uh, you can write that storyline out, and Cena winning, you can write that whole storyline out. So uh, it all it all works, uh, which is which is good going into this match. Um, the absentee in this pay per view uh, due to injury, as we, we've discussed before, CM Punk, the WWE champion. Uh, reportedly to be in attendance tonight, but not wrestling. Um, again, as we discussed last week, uh, yours truly has gone through meniscus surgery, and if you have to go through uh, knee surgery, meniscus is pretty minor. And being a world class athlete, uh, you know, I get it. The, the Rock is coming up, so you got to keep your champ healthy. Uh, if they wanted to push it, I, I bet CM Punk probably could have done something tonight, but. Probably smarter in the long run for uh, you know him not to uh, not to wrestle tonight. But do we do we see something out of CM Punk tonight? Does CM Punk uh, interfere in one of these matches? Do we do we get a uh, definitive partnership between CM Punk and the Shield? Do we have something different happen? Um, you know, does CM Punk stick his nose in where it doesn't belong? Uh, so many things that could go on tonight. Uh, do, you, do you think that CM Punk will have any major role as far as tonight and the, the outcome of one of these matchups? I think something will happen. I just don't know what, considering his condition. Um, I don't think we'll see a. Ma- I mean, I don't think we'll see a major definitive role with the Shield, but I think something will take place um, involving Punk. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if. He just came out and, you know, cut a promo on The Rock to kind of set up the Royal Rumble instead of being completely involved in the the, the TLC match um, with, you know, the Shield versus Ryback and uh, Team Hell No. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if maybe, you know, they set something up like that. Um, I had mentioned to you pre-show that earlier this week it was talked about um, amongst WWE creative through, um, you know, multiple – you know, various uh, wrestling news sites that, that that the creative team toyed with the idea of bringing The Rock in for tonight's TLC pay-per-view to make an appearance to make up for the fact that CM Punk would not be wrestling. Um, I mean, you know, uh, being the, you know, the, the armchair booker, you know, wouldn't it be cool if we saw The Rock and CM Punk kind of have a verbal face-to-face and kind of a, uh, you know, surprise, you know, confrontation, so to speak, at the pay-per-view? Oh, absolutely. But it's The Rock. Let's advertise it. Let's make money. Let's, you know, that, that, that I mean, they could make money on the replay if people say, oh, God, The Rock showed up. i got to get the replay. But 
WWE is all about advertising beforehand, making the most bang for your buck in the short term. So, um, I mean, I think Punk will. I think I think we'll see something from Punk, but I don't think it's going to be anything like huge or major. But he'll be involved somehow. I mean, that that would be great if there there was a melee in some way, shape, or form that that uh. And then all of a sudden the Rock's music hit, and, and he came running down to the ring. Um, you know, you're right. And that's that's we talk about fantasy booking. I mean, they, that's absolute uh, fantasy. Um, you know, the, the WWE is about you know short term dollars. Um, you know, one of the things I've always thought that you know you go for the uh, short term money, or you know, do you try and create an environment where anything can happen so fans feel the need to dish out money. Because who knows who might show up, uh, you know, depending on how you look at it. And obviously there are people that are more skilled in this than I am. Um, you know, The Rock just happens to show up tonight. You, you get that air of unpredictability that is good for a wrestling program. However, that is just uh, fantasy. And I would be absolutely positively shocked if The Rock shows up tonight um, unadvertised. Um, yeah, I don't know what, I mean, it's interesting going into this, this tag match. Um, it's an important match and we discussed a little bit last week. Uh, you know, we have the young talent, um, and there's, there's talent to be putting over. Uh, I think it's important in this match that the, uh, the shield has to look, uh, look strong in some way, shape or form. Now, whether that's winning um, or it's losing, but then laying waste to everyone that's uh, in the ring. Uh, the Shield has to come out of this looking strong. I mean, to be perfectly honest, for me, ideally a great ending for tonight's pay-per-view uh, and to really show that we're we're moving forward in a, in a new direction with this company is for there, there to be just... Uh, Broken bodies laying about the ring and the shield standing in the middle of the ring. And the announcers saying, you know, what are we going to do? How can we stop these three? Um, that's that's how I want to see the pay-per-view end. I want to see those three standing in the ring uh, amidst ruin. Um, now, it doesn't matter whether they got the victory or not. It just matters that they're looking strong at, at the end. I think these, this group is... Uh, you know they're putting themselves out there. They're 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 radical. They're uh, they're here for change. They're here to uh, stop any and all injustices. And uh, you know it's you know right now if uh, you know Ryback squashes them or can, you know it to me it kind of pulls them back a bit. So uh, that's the image I want to see at the end of this pay per view. I want I want to see that match as the main event. Although it would shock me if Cena Ziggler was the main event, but I'm thinking tag match main event and. It ends with the shield standing in the middle of the ring, uh, looking strong. Your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, we're going to see a lot of, as Dusty Rhodes would say, plunder, baby, in the uh, in the, in this in this TLC match. You know, uh, we'll see some high spots with the ladders. I assume Daniel Bryan and you know guys like Seth Rollins will be taking the majority of that. And, you know, tables broken, chairs getting busted. I mean, we're, it's going to be a violent match. Um, I. I do like that idea where, you know, let's say let's say Ryback and Team Hell No do win. But afterward like you said, afterwards they the shield comes out, you know, looking strong in the end, you know, standing over the three bodies or whatever. I mean, the company 
is still not sure what they want to main event tonight's pay-per-view from what I've read today online. Um, Ryback, you know, this would be the third pay-per-view loss in a row if he takes the pinfall. Um, so I, if, if the Shield were to win, Kane or Daniel Bryan's eating that pinfall because, uh, you know, they don't want Ryback to look any weaker than he already has um, going forward, especially the WrestleMania season. Uh, but I'd like to see, you know, a strong outing from the Shield. And I'm really looking forward to seeing what they're going to do. And it's a gimmick match, too, so it's not like it's just a regular wrestling match. You know, let's see what these guys are going to do, um, you, know, how, you know, how far they're going to go to impress the audience. That's what I'm really looking forward to more than anything because they're, they're new faces to a new audience. So it's, you know, it's, it's uh, you know, somewhat of a, an audition, so to speak, um, to the WWE Universe. And, that, and that's a really that's a really good point you bring up because it, it's also like an audition to see what they bring. You know, I mean, I like what I see out of them, but you know, they're being put in a a high profile spot at a pay per view. Let's see how these guys respond to this sort of pressure. It's, yeah, it's an audition all the way around. It's audition for fans as well as the company. I mean. You guys, you want the youth movement? Well, let's see what these guys can can do when when put in that situation. And uh, you know, if they shit the bed, we may see the shield. You know, slowly kind of get written out of storylines. But uh, you know, if they perform, you know, maybe these are the guys uh, for the future. So, you know, it's easy. You know, when you think about you know what they've done so far and. I bet there are a lot of guys that you could go out there and find. I could probably put together a group right now. Uh, you go out in the indie scene, you could find three guys that could come out, cut a promo, and just run down and interfere in matches and, you know, do a powerbomb. Um, you could find guys to do that. Uh, now it's put on an entertaining main event type match at a pay-per-view for the WWE. Now, now it's, all right, let's see what you got. And uh, this this match, you know, it's interesting because it's TLC and, you know, some may say a throwaway uh, pay-per-view. But, you know, as we talk about it, there's a lot riding on this pay-per-view. There's a lot riding on where we're going to go in the future of the WWE for years. And there's a lot riding short-term on what unfolds uh, going into this year's WrestleMania season. So, um I think this pay-per-view is, is setting up to be a lot more interesting than uh, you may have thought in years past going into uh, a TLC, and, and that's good. So, And, and as I'm saying this, uh, for whoever you are in Stanford that's listening, uh, kudos. You know, nice job on the, on the setup of this pay-per-view. We're, we're pleased and we're looking forward to it. So I just wanted to send you a shout-out and just let you know Dave and I are still available for uh, any jobs you might have there at the WWE. But now you know what it's time for. It's the time of our show. The Ken Reedy Show Now of Approval. a portion of our program where we go and give our nod of approval. This is something in the week of pro wrestling that we saw and we just kind of nodded to ourselves and said, hey, you know, that worked. I like that. That was good. Could be a match, arena, audience, moment, whatever you you thought. You just kind of nodded to yourself and said that worked. So uh, 
Without further ado, Dave, who gets your nod this week? Well, I'm going to have to agree with our blog man, Tony. We talked about it a little bit at length, but um, I really enjoyed the um, Antonio Cesaro-Kofi Kingston match on Monday Night Raw, and especially that move where he jumped off and he turned it into the tilt-a-whirl backbreaker. I just, unbelievable. I Like I said, though we spoke about it before, I think he's got potential to be a main event guy down the road. Um, Kofi's been doing a great job. Um, you know, flip flopping, flying around, you know, in the mid card and uh you know, really making the Intercontinental and the United States champions championships uh, seem important. Um so, you know, we spoke about it before, I really don't need to speak again about it, but you know, th- that match on Monday Night Raw gets uh this guy over here the nod of approval for this week. Nice. Well, my nod, actually, we didn't talk about it much because lots of stuff going on in the WWE. Obviously, WWE pay-per-view tonight, but uh, TNA this past week. And this is, this is a very special nod for me because being a Hogan mark, I don't think I've ever given uh, Hogan, or at least Hogan's been a part of, of my nod of approval. But uh, his segment with Bully Ray backstage uh, during Impact, I, I thoroughly enjoyed a lot. I thought the two of them played well off each other. Uh uh, I'm so impressed with everything that Bully Ray does. Um, it was good stuff. Uh, it was raw. It was edgy. Um, you know, I like the whole thing they do in TNA with the uh, hidden, almost like a hidden camera, almost like a reality show kind of vibe. Uh, kind of like that. It just it, it came off as a real, you know, a, a almost genuine moment between two men that were just pissed off at each other and. Uh, uh, I, I just thoroughly enjoyed it. I thought it was really good TV. Uh, it was a good uh, moment with wrestling. And then, you know, bleeding over into Bully Ray's match and uh, him calling out Hogan after the match ended, I just thought it all worked well. So that uh, that gets my nod of approval. So there you have it. This week's Ken Reedy Show Nods of Approval. <laughs> The Ken Reedy Show, Nod of Approval. And, you know, every week we, we go and we do our Nod of Approval, and we love hearing from, from you guys, our fans, and appreciate all the support that you guys have given us over the years. And uh, going out to our Facebook page, our friend Dank, again, um, wanted to give his Nod of Approval, and... Uh, he had written to everyone who put their lives on the line to protect all those children and the first responders who had to remove all those lost lives. And, uh, you know, uh, again, we, we went through the show and, and we tried to do the best we can to give you a little bit of an escape. Um, but obviously, uh, you know, speaking for Dave, uh, total agreement, you know, this is just wrestling and in the grand scheme of things, it doesn't mean anything. Uh, we're just having a good time. Um, so in the grand scheme of, of the world and, and what's really important, uh, yeah, that that would get our nod of approval as well. So uh, good point, Dank. Thank you. And, um, again, thoughts and, and well wishes uh, out to everyone in Newtown, Connecticut. Um, again, making that a tough transition, but uh, like five minutes left until uh, TLC. Um, Dave, what are you looking forward to most uh, in tonight's pay-per-view? Uh, I'm looking forward to Kofi uh, Wade Barrett. I'm looking forward to Cesaro Truth. I'm looking forward to Cena Ziggler. I'm looking forward to the 
to the uh, TLC match with the Shield. I'm looking forward to Big Show and Sheamus. Uh, I mean, I'm looking forward to pretty much. It's a, it's a solid card. It's a, I think it's a good way to end end the year. I'm looking forward to seeing what Punk's going to do. I mean, John Cena tweeted earlier today. Witness history. Are we going to see some? Is it just a standard generic tweet, just to get a whole bunch of people to fork over money to watch the pay per view, or are we going to see something tonight? Um, you know, I can't speculate on that. Only time will tell. Um, overall, I'm just looking forward to the entire show itself i think it's going to be a good way to end 2012 yeah and i'm curious like we talked about i mean i'm curious about uh, i'm looking forward to just the, the youth and, and seeing how that plays itself out um you know i don't think you can stress enough you know as far as ziggler and the shield uh this is an important spot for them to be in uh, you know, I know Ziggler won Money in the Bank, but you know what? At a pay-per-view against John Cena, it's 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 a big spot for him, uh, especially with that contract on the line. Uh, the Shield, it's a big spot for them. Um, you know, it's it's an interesting uh, card tonight, and uh, you know, I'm curious to see if, if you know is this just going to be kind of a throwaway pay-per-view, or is you know what happens tonight going to resonate? Uh, for a long time to come, are we going to see uh, a setup going forward um, into the Royal Rumble? Uh, there's a lot of question marks coming out of uh, going into this pay-per-view and then coming out of it. And uh, like I had stated earlier, I think this is one of those pay-per-views that, as much as we talk about you know WrestleMania season really starting with the Rumble, I, I think we're starting a little early tonight. I think uh, things that we're going to see happen tonight may very well resonate. Uh, well into the WrestleMania season, uh, if not all the way to WrestleMania. So uh, I'm really looking forward to it. I think it's a, it's a, it's a good card, uh, you know, top to bottom. There's uh, all the matches have uh, the potential to be uh, very entertaining. And, uh, you know, hopefully as we move forward and we've talked uh, before and we, we've, you know, we didn't hit on tonight, but we have talked about, you know, maybe they're moving away from uh, – PG a little bit and uh, Extreme Rules this year. We had a very violent match between uh, John Cena and Brock Lesnar. Uh, do we see a little more hard-hitting action? Does it get a little more violent uh, than we've seen in recent years? Uh, I'm curious about that as well. So, Who knows, but I am definitely looking forward to this more than uh, I think TLC's in the past. Uh, we got about two minutes left, Dave. You got anything else you'd like to give our audience? You know, I just want to thank everybody for uh, for tuning in tonight for the calls. Um, you know, despite the, uh, the 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 current situation that took place on Friday, um, you know, I had I can honestly say I had a great time talking wrestling. Um, it certainly got my mind off of things um, that took place on Friday, and I hope that you know I can speak for for Ken. I hope that we were able to provide you um, with an escape and with something to uh, to to. To, to smile about just a little bit, um, despite all the 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 the, the chaos and that that's ensued in the in the past uh, 48 hours, and uh, it was a, it was an honor and a privilege for myself, and I could obviously speak for you, Ken, to uh, to to be doing tonight's show, and you know, thank you guys all for listening. I, I truly and humbly appreciate it. Uh, yeah, I couldn't have said it better myself. It is, uh, you know, an honor to be here every night. And, um, you know, I hope, I hope someone out there that, uh, 
you know, I was real depressed about things. Uh, you know, maybe they got to laugh a little bit tonight. And, uh, you know, that's, that's why we do it. We do it to entertain, and hopefully we got your mind off things. Um, looking forward to the pay-per-view tonight, but again, uh, as we stated early in the show, uh, for Dave, like all our thoughts, uh, you know, good wishes and, and you know, whatever good vibes we can send to Newton, uh, Connecticut. Um, horrific events, and we have you in our all the best to you and, and the families affected in Newtown. My name is Ken, and for Dave, this is the Ken Reedy Show. We'll catch you next week. Take care, everybody.